This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. And this is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Joining me today is one of Santa's little helpers. Well, not so little. You're kind of tall to be an elf. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Grasso, the director of the Robertson Museum and Science Center over on Front Street in Binghamton. Ho, 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 and welcome to the show. Look how I am. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's nice to be here. It's nice to be anywhere anymore, isn't it? (laughs) It really is. Truly. Truly it is. Holy moo cows. Well, I have you on the program. This was like, it's not been that many years, but, you know, this year counts in dog years, I think. But it wasn't that many years ago that you came in as the new director of our beloved mansion and museum over there on Front Street in Binghamton. And your first show with us was to talk about the holiday display, if I remember correctly. You are remembering correctly, and in fact, this was as amazing as old as I am. Um, yes, and you know, I've I've only gotten better at doing these interviews with you. You've trained me well. Oh, we have a history, Michael. <laughs> Don't tell my husband. <laughs> It'll be our secret. Uh, yeah, and everybody else that's listening to Southern Tier close up on the five radio stations that we have here in our merry little family. But it is home for the holidays, and where everybody has been. Oh, kind of sitting on the edge of their seats and wondering what will and will not happen, especially when it comes to traditions. Many things falling by the wayside, including the you know, Speedy Fest and even the traditional uh, community Thanksgiving dinner at the high school, which, of course, started with the uh, Volunteers of America years and years and years, decades ago. Um, that changed. It still being, Even our Foodabago that we had for Chow, we still had it, but it, things were a little bit different we were wondering what's going to go on with home for the holidays but you guys are are pushing forward and able to carry it out but with a few changes we are and i'm happy to say this is the tradition that we are going to be able to maintain but yes there there will be a few changes um we have implemented a timed ticketing system so that we can monitor the number of people in the building at any given time um, so our recommendation is that people go to Roberson.org and basically sign up for a time that they know that they're going to be able to make it in. That way they'll be guaranteed a spot. Um, is there a limit on the number of people in a family that would be able to go? Or is that since it's a closed little pod group that, you know, if you have, you know, I guess the limit for people is is 10 these days but if you have your your family that's in for the holidays is there a limit on how many people can go through the museum in a reserved time um we do have a limit on the number of people per time but not per group Um, we anticipate the people will manage their own familial groups on their own um so the number of people has been limited um based on what the CDC says, and based on what New York State says, typically we can fit more than a 1,000 people in the museum at any given time, um, and we are working at less than 25% capacity, as is recommended. So um, we think that we'll be able to keep everybody safely separated. We are requiring masks for everyone. Of course. Um, Yep, we're sanitizing the building multiple times a day, and we also have hand sanitizer set up throughout the building. So 
um, we are asking people to, you know, be responsible and be careful so that we don't get shut down again. Um, but, yeah, we, we think we'll be able to maintain plenty of distance for everybody so that everyone can enjoy the holidays um, safely and have a lot of fun while doing it. Yeah, you and I talked uh, earlier this year when it was, I can't even tell when things were considered early, middle, and late in the pandemic since it just keeps going and going. But yep. it was fairly early on that we were talking about nonprofits and what was going on with everything being shut down and staff not even being able to report in and things like that. At, at that point, I, I don't think it was even fathomable since we didn't have any idea where this was going about planning for home for the holidays whether it was going to happen or whether it wasn't going to happen at that point yeah that's absolutely right we really were uh, like everybody else just trying to figure our <laughs> figure out our way through that week um and then taking it a week at a time and then a month at a time until we got to a point where we felt pretty confident in our ability to plan something like home for the holidays which is not really a it's it's not a a group activity specifically, so we're not limited to the ten person maximum. Um, we're able to open up the entire museum. We have tons of space. Um, but yeah, the the planning for this it happened a little bit later than we would have generally. We typically would start planning for Christmas in July, as you do. Um, but we are just really thrilled about the number of decorators and sponsors who came out to help make the museum festive um, once again this year. We were a little worried about it, but as is always the case, the community has come through for us once again. I have to you know, play a devil's advocate. Is it scaled back and by how much? It was packed to the rafters, you know, floor to ceiling, wall to wall. Every year there was like the, the sponsor trees that were in that little uh, southern tier welcome area and then the, the main displays and such. Has any of that been trimmed back? Is it a lower number of displays than usual? Uh, usually you have events in the planetarium and you had, you know, interactive things. How much of that stuff has changed and just couldn't happen? The planetarium is still closed because theaters in New York are still closed. So right. while that's going on, um, the planetarium has to remain closed. So we won't have that until um, hopefully we get to a point where theaters can open again, in which point we will be glad to show the traditional um, <laughs> holiday films that we typically show in there. The number of trees, I haven't done an exact count yet this year, but based on our estimates, it's about the same as last year, but what we've done is we've spread the trees out a little bit more over a greater area so that there's not as much congregating. They're a little bit less clustered, so I suspect that it might feel a little bit less full than previously. Um, there, there are roughly the same number of trees, and again, that's a credit to all of our phenomenal decorators and designers, and the mansion, once again, is packed to the rafters. It's it looks absolutely phenomenal with brand new things for everyone to look at, new themes. Um, and even the master bedroom has been set up once again with the furniture, and it looks absolutely phenomenal. That's one thing that's kind of fun is just seeing what kind of 
imagination, what goes through the heads of some of the designers that, that <laughs> sign on to do this. Uh, some of the themes have been absolutely stunning. Some of them have been a little left of center. <laughs> and I, I, one of them ones that was several years ago that it was one of the uh, – the the parlor areas in the the front of the museum in front of the mansion that was one of the sitting rooms that was all in white and i just i've never gotten that image out of my head that was beautiful and then i remember the darth vader tree so (laughs) 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 it it just it's a it's just stunning what they can do with fashion and with whimsy and humor and without giving away all the surprises this year has been this year it's like i have one dog that we say well lancelot he's lancelot the 2020 has been eh, it's 2020 you kind of take an um, homage to that with one of the displays too i understand indeed we do we have a group that came in and um let's just say that they have they've turned the they've turned the the nature of 2020 really on its head um it's a very very interesting display that I think, um, with tongue firmly planted in cheek, uh, I think people will really enjoy. <laughs> well, considering all that we've been through, if you've you've got to face some of this with humor, otherwise you just scream into a corner and <laughs> what are you going to do, right? <laughs> I've done enough of that for the year, yeah. <laughs> oh, seriously. At one point, you are going to be working with limited capacity and down to the, the nitty-gritty and the, the bolts of this thing. It's it's not free to put stuff on, and at what point did you guys have to step back and look and say, practically speaking, is it going to be, I don't want to use the word equitable, but is it going to be at least a break-even uh, venture to go ahead and do this, or at what point are we losing our shirts on this when you're trying to run a not-for-profit to begin with? Right, and that's a that's a conversation we've had about so many different things, and trying to look at again not to be not to be dull about it, but what's the return that we're gaining from these things? What's what's the benefit of holding various kinds of events? Are we are we doing this because we need the money? Are we doing it because it fulfills our mission? Ideally, it's both. Um, but yeah, we've we've had to make some tough choices about whether or not we can hold certain events. Um, Home for the Holidays is one of those events where, because of the wonderful volunteers that come in and the amount of work that they do, we, we're relying on this time of year um, to help our admissions numbers. We obviously are expecting fewer than in previous years just because of the nature of 2020, but um when we knew that we had a way to put home for the holidays on safely, um, it was a no-brainer. It was a it was a, an absolute must. Aside from the money aspect, this is something that's been going on for you know sixty years or so, um, and it's important for the community to have something something traditional that they can do. I know even in my own family, we're talking about how are we going to manage Thanksgiving this year? What will Christmas look like? Um, I think that having having something that people can look forward to that is safe, that's familiar, yeah. um, those traditions are really important to people, and, and 
we're at Roberson really dedicated to maintaining those as much as we can. It's kind of an anchor in the boat in the storm that, that's holding you in place to be able to just get one of those familiar things and, and lean back. And yeah, this is this is still the same. Yeah, and that was our experience. Um, we had our members and decorators opening recently, and the the general sense among the people who attended said, thank God that this just feels so normal. Granted, everyone's still in masks. We're all still being separated. There's right. still, you know, plexiglass partitions up, but just the sense of, of being in a space that's familiar, that's comfortable, that's engaging, that's entertaining, those that that feeling, I think we've all lost quite a bit of it recently, and it's nice right. to have it back, even in some small way. With having the admission by reservation, have you had to do some adjustments to the hours of operation? And should people have more than one time frame in their heads and be a little bit flexible to call for reservations to make sure they can get in? We did expand our hours. So typically during Home for the Holidays, we're, we open at 11 a.m., seven days a week, um, and we are there until 5 most of the time, but then on Thursdays and Fridays, we stay open until 9. Um, this year, we have added an extra hour to Tuesday mornings. So Tuesday mornings will be open at 10, so that... Um, there's a time set aside specifically for the elderly, for people with families, for more at-risk people where right. we anticipate there'll be a, a lower number of people around just to add another layer of protection. Um, so we've, we've done that to try and, you know, um, I guess, uh, keep the, the numbers at a, at a steady rate. Um, beyond that, I think that likely the the best opportunity for people um, or best option for people is to go to Roberson's website, roberson.org or roberson.org if you like, um, and uh, see what time slots are available. There are many. They're divided up, I think, every hour and a half or something like that. So um, there's a lot of time slots available right now, but um, for those people who have traditions of they always go on Black Friday or they always go two days before Christmas or whatever it is, um, reserve those spaces now. Um, you can do them online. That's the best option. Um, but if you need to call, certainly we, we can take reservations over the phone as well. Um, we have a few tickets set aside for emergencies for people who don't reserve ahead of time, but um, there's no guarantee that you'll be allowed in at that point. Um, yeah, much it looks better like, to reserve. It looks like you've got things spread out pretty good so that people aren't going to feel like they're rushed through the thing also. We we are out of time, Michael. I really appreciate this, uh, that you took your time out, because this has got to be, even though it, it is something that's kind of second nature now doing, it's been so different <laughs> this year, and it still has got to have been pretty much a, a harrowing thing for you and, and tough to plan. So I appreciate you taking time out of your day to be with us today. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. Hello everyone, this is Bill Flynn and...